welcome to Astro Talks with Los Angeles-based professional astrologer, Astro Chris, your source for weekly astrology, spiritual talk, and moon magic. Your energetic support is much appreciated, and I thank you for your five-star rating. You are a star. Gracias. In this week's astrology, we do have a lot of energy shifting, one of them being Mercury starting its retrograde period. Then we have the dynamic full moon in Pisces, and we start off the week with Venus entering the sign of Virgo. The moods of the week start off by a very dynamic, fire, mutable Sagittarius quarter moon and end with a wanting gibbous fiery Aries moon. As you can see, the energy of the week starts very fired up with passion and divination and inspiration. And at the end of the week, we end with cardinal fire, which this inspiration that we receive through the Sagittarius start of the journey that allowed us to venture in new perspectives or to learn about new cultures or a new way of doing things, we at the end of the week can take some action as the moon is in a fiery sign that loves to start new ventures as it connects to passion or the will to create something from true divine inspiration. The moon in astrology generally speaks about our emotions and feelings and it's our general mood for the week. And I believe that this fiery energy is very supportive as we're going to be inspired, get new information that changes the way that we see things or perceive perceive things and we then take action on this new divine information that we received or ideals that we've shaped based on the information that or circumstances or the people that came or come into our lives during this time so i really love the energy i love fire energy it's very inspiring and um daring so you can get off your couch and start changing things, take things into your own hands. Fire is very dynamic that way and it doesn't like to wait around. It really acts on its passions and um, makes them a, a, a dream come true. It divines them. Now, let's talk about how we're going to feel in the area of love. And the planet that mainly influences our love style and how we experience love and how we love others is Venus. And this week, Venus entered the sign of Virgo. Now, Venus in Virgo seems to get a bad reputation because the more shadowy side of Venus or the shadowy expression of Venus when it's not in its divine truth or functioning at a more positive expression is to start nitpicking and looking at the small processes and being very meticulous so it seems to take the role of the perfectionist the role of 
um, making everything run very smooth and become very analytical, very practical, and the communication of love or saying things with love kind of gets set aside. So this is why Venus in the sign of Virgo gets a bad reputation because it tends to be a little bit more grounded and less um, connected to that sweet archetype that we see in Venus in Taurus or Venus in Libra or uh, Venus in Pisces. It's, it's very different. Now, I do believe that the stage of Venus and Virgo is super productive because after Venus transits the sign of Virgo, she then enters the sign of Libra, which is a sign that she rules. And that is the sign of love and relationships. Now, in order for us to really function very well in an area, we always have to see things as a cycle. Um, there's times that we're super productive and there's times that we need rest and retreat. And we do this daily, right? It's the same pattern that we use every day where we are waking up and we're working and then we have to go to bed and sleep and that's our downtime. So I always see as um, the archetype of Venus in Virgo as being the downtime in matters of love, money, self-worth, values, because it's a cycle that Venus has to go through. And Venus also has another downtime, which is in the sign of Aries. And that's when she's going to tap into the archetype of Taurus. However, her downtime is in Virgo when she's about to tap into the archetype of Libra. So repeating those patterns as her expression needs to change. And then she retreats, recharges in the sign before the energy that she rules, which is Taurus and Libra. So she's going to recharge in Aries and in Virgo. Now, Virgo archetype does make a trying to Taurus. So there are some good qualities that Virgo Venus can tap into because it's actually aspecting as a trine to the energy of Taurus and it gets a little bit of assistance, especially if there's any planets there that you have natally or any transiting planets. And currently we have the North Node and we also have Uranus there. So this time around through her transit in the sign of Virgo, she will get to tap into her native archetype of Taurus, which then assists more of this um, re-energizing and recharging time for her. Now, when Venus transits the sign of Taurus, love is on the forefront, but it's more in matters of taking care of yourself. Innately, Venus in Virgo wants to take care of others. And this is a great thing because a lot of Virgo placements tend to serve the people that they love, the people around them. And they usually serve by either doing something special for them, assisting them in a way by providing time and service, like helping them move something, helping them run a function, or plainly just cooking them 
breakfast or dinner as a thank you. So it really likes to serve in that way. However, there's times that this archetype becomes a little bitter. And this is where I feel that it's the great missed opportunity when we don't tap into these points in the Venus cycle to rest and retreat. And we prioritize others' care, but we forget to prioritize our care. Now, there's a lot of us that have been working on this. I know that I have been. I can tell you naturally, it doesn't come natural for me. I do have a Virgo moon, so it is a constant challenge. It's something that I have to work on in this lifetime as I have to balance the output of care and service that I provide to others and also return that same output and attention to myself and what I do for myself. So this phase of Venus and Virgo is telling us to take care of ourselves and at bare minimum is looking and recognizing how you love yourself and love others how you value yourself and value others and also how you're valuing your money there's times that we purchase things that may be a little bit frivolous or and i'm all i'm all for having a good time with our money i really do like having nice vacations and nice things but at the same time I feel that money should be looked at as an investment versus something that we're just spending frivolously. And one of them being is if you're not prioritizing your care. And for me, one of the things that I love is massages. I love to get massages. And yes, they can be a little pricey, especially if you're doing them routinely. But I feel that it's well worth the investment because I no longer have very tight shoulders and I'm not experiencing lower back pain. So although I invest in myself in a massage monthly or bi-monthly and it is a cost, I feel that it's assisting my health, which is another Virgo ruled energy virgo rules health matters and how you incorporate these health habits as a routine so it's also building good health habits now you will see or feel that during this time it appears that there's a lack of love or the way that you see like very romantic butterfly fairy tale love is not happening this week and that's really not the case venus and virgo switches gears so then we can slow down and find the processes and the system or the habit that we've built around what we value around the love that we express or the love that we're getting so it does kind of you know suck a little of the fun out of it i'm not gonna say it doesn't but it does give us a new perspective so then we can change what no longer is working for us so we can then put in place new behaviors, 
new perspectives, new belief systems, new routines that are going to better support us. One of the main themes that connect with the Virgo Venus energy is looking for true love. During this transit of Venus and Virgo, I see this often where a lot of my clients come and ask me, you know, when am I finding the love of my life? Again, Virgo being very introspective and, you know, going in and finding the flaws or what's not working and they become very logical and analytical inside that process. And then they start asking that question, when am I finding true love? And... I really feel, and I've seen this time and time again, we are a reflection and the people around us are a response to that reflection that we give out on our state of being, on our energetic imprint. And if we keep on attracting the same type of relationship, meaning the same type of person, we see a repetitive, repetitive pattern, over and over and over this is just telling us that there's something within us that's attracting that and venus and virgo is a great time to change that you can start seeing your mindset and how maybe the reason why you're not attracting the person that you want to be with it could be because you have subconscious beliefs on another person that you find you know, attractive or sexy. And we are trying to build a a person that matches the ideal romantic marriage, you know, relationship to a fictional being, um, maybe very attractive. And I'm not saying that attractive people are not going to be marriage material, but a lot of the times we have a disconnect between what's very practical and what's very romanticized and virgo energy especially venus transiting virgo can assist you in seeing this from a different perspective so you can change that and then you can start attracting the partner that you really want to be with the sun's also in virgo so that's going to assist as well because the sun is the energy of free will it brings life to any zodiac sign that it's transiting to through i mean so the sun is going to assist in bringing divine inspiration along with love um and our self-worth so use this time to you know schedule those appointments reflect on your relationships and also to change the way that you communicate with the world around the people that you attract and the people you want to attract because venus is also a mutual reception with uh, mercury that's going retro (laughs) during this week but it mercury being in libra and venus being in virgo they do assist each other in its expression and this can be a great time to change the words that you say so you can manifest a new person into your life identify those patterns where maybe you're saying things like oh i always attract losers or i always attract you know people that do this to me or flake out on me this is the time to change that narrative 
so you can see very big differences in the next cycle you'll see that the area of love gets renewed from here let's talk about what happens for the rest of the week which is on september 9th we have mercury retro and this happens right before a full moon in pisces mercury will be retro at eight degrees opposite jupiter at five degrees in aries and it's receiving a trine by mars at 11 degrees in gemini and that's a big deal because mercury rules the sign of gemini and mars is the ruler of aries where jupiter is at and mars at this point already separated from a sextile but by house they're still participating especially because mercury kind of holds it together mercury is making a aspect to both jupiter and gemini so it tends to hold the aspect together now mercury and jupiter are activating the relationship one-to-one -one axis this is the traditional axis that rules you and you and another person in a relationship now mutable planets are the ones activating this aspect and mutable planets rule the axis of spirit and matter and that's through virgo and pisces archetype and then they also rule the axis of the mind which is through gemini and sagittarius and both jupiter and mercury rule those axes but mercury and jupiter bring a different flavor to this relationship axis as they rule spirit and matter and also the mind so we're going to see a lot of shifting and changing around relationships and this is all sorts of relationships this is not just romantic relationships this is friendships as well because mars is in gemini and mars will be in gemini for about seven months so during this time you'll see that everything that has to do with relationships collaborations contracts and just you and another person being in harmony or in balance of some sort it's going to be highlighted those themes are going to be greatly highlighted and it can be a little troublesome when we have mars involved because mars is very direct and blunt and in the energy of gemini he is going to be expressing two sides of an expression this doesn't mean it's two-sided or bad but you're going to see a lot of jumping around within themes and topics and issues because mars is that quick in the sign of gemini so it it tends to be a little bit unstable and luckily we do have venus in virgo that's bringing some stability but it is forming a applying square to mars during her transit in virgo so this is also going to appear to have some challenges when it comes to communicating in a more kinder fashion because now venus which is one of the natural rulers of the relationship axis is in a mutable sign and this is like the mutable planets are in each other's axis and they're changing things they're evolving things and um 
really calling us to grow as Venus and Mars are also natural rulers of the axis of natural cycles of growth and destruction, which is the archetype of Taurus and Scorpio. And we have the North Node and the South Node there. So very charged energy with this Mercury, Mercury retrograde. Um, pay very close attention to the words that you say, speak, and what you hear from others because they're going to bring a lot of insight. Mars is the key as Mars is forming those positive aspects to Mercury and Jupiter. So go to the Mars energy and look at your options. I would recommend writing these things down because the mind is going to be highly active. We're already a little bit doozy when Mercury goes retro and then we are adding um, like burning stimulation to the mind with Mars and Gemini. So your ideas can maybe seem to be clear when you're thinking of them, but when you're recalling them, that's when you'll see some of those issues and you might mix the ideas or mix the information. So it's better to write things down. Um, I would do both, write them down and also maybe if you can do like a little audio recording of either instructions or whatever it is, because I've always, I, I actually seen this often when we have conflicts of Mercury retro and Mercury is being um, exacerbated or irritated by some planets and it is by Jupiter even though Jupiter is benefic it's still like it could overdo it or exaggerate things and even a recording can kind of blur our perspective and we're not able to like listen very clear and we also have a Virgo sun with Venus who is in mutual reception with Mercury and the sun and Venus are making a opposition by house to Neptune. The sun by this time is getting very close to Neptune. So again, bringing some fogginess, some mistiness, some confusion into the mix. That's like recording and writing things down, like doing both, especially for important things. You don't want to be doing this for a lot of like minute stuff. You're going to burn yourself out. But if it's very important instructions, like let me give you an example. Um, I have a friend that is doing construction and she was relaying a lot of information to the main contractor on the material she wants, etc. And she calls me very frustrated because they made a purchase on the wrong material. Luckily, it hasn't been installed. And luckily, there's a return policy. So it's actually an exchange policy. So they can exchange for the correct material. So um, everything was done verbally. And it looks like the person understood it. But when the person went to attain the material, they got the wrong shade. And it was like not understood right because the person got the wrong shade so i was telling her like you're doing this prepare and look at this you know your chart so what i want you to do is i want you to do either voice memos and write things down so you might want to do both to cover yourself and 
from there or, or call the person, which becomes that voice, right? And then write down what you're saying. So like that, there's like a backup and that's been, it's been solved. Unfortunately, I don't have the person's chart, the contractor's information, but I would definitely look at his chart and see how Mercury Retro is affecting that person because that's going to make a big deal in the expression. So look at anything between the cardinal signs at eight degrees all the way through. So want to give it an orb of like from five degrees of cardinal all the way to like 11 degrees of cardinal. You're going to feel this retrograde the strongest, but in general, any planets in cardinal houses are going to feel the retro and that's going to be Libra, Aries, Capricorn and Cancer, whatever degree, it's still going to feel it some way, shape, form. And let's end this podcast or this weekly astrology with the full moon in Pisces. And this is a full moon conjunct Neptune, which is true healing on a soul level. Mars is forming an applying square to the luminaries. That's the sun and the moon. And when it's a full moon, that means the sun and the moon are completely opposite, exact opposition to each other. And this allows the moon to shine bright in the sky. And it's shining with the sun's light as the sun reflects its light to the moon. And the moon's silvery surface transmutes the golden light from the sun and then changes it to a platinum light. So it does convert it into a different type of energy, which I really love full moons. Either way, this full moon is also being aspected by Uranus with a sextile. And this is a very tight sextile and trine. So we have Uranus sextiling um, Pisces, and then we have Uranus trining the sun. So again, bringing some energy of unpredictability of divine logical inspiration of out of this world type of thinking innovation and i really i really love positive aspects to any of the planets from from uranus so the positive aspects are the sextiles and the trines the conjunctions can vary but i feel that the positive aspects from Uranus change things up so we can evolve. And this is how humankind has survived for so many years because we evolve. And we don't just evolve in the things that we do, we evolve in our intelligence as well. Now, there's some catch-22s with that because we also invent things that harm the environment but these inventions bring a lot of opportunities to humanity as well we're also transcending into different dimensions during this time so the earth's vibration is changing and that means we're also changing in our human experience and that's all the communication of uranus so we're going to see some type of evolution within the primal masculine archetype and also the sacred 
divine energy of the feminine archetype within us. And this full moon provides that portal for us to work more on a spirit level and connect these spiritual beliefs and spiritual awareness to matter. What does that mean? means living through our new knowledge that we gained on the more invisible parts of life like how you feel the word world treats you your spiritual perspective around your connectivity to nature to the soul to just everything in this world and how it's connecting and like becoming tangible so this axis which is activated by the sun in virgo and the moon in pisces is called the axis of spirit and matter spirit being pisces and that's where the moon is at and um, matter being the sun in virgo so we are going to feel quite floaty and more connected to the abundance of nature, especially because this is a full moon that has been connected with abundance. And this is because this lunation marks when we are picking fruit from the trees and we know at this point that summer has ended and we now are seeing the amount of harvest that we've are able to collect and attain to survive the winter months this is why this moon is called the harvest full moon and the harvest full moon takes us through the next six months it kind of predicts how the energy is going to be how the outcome of our fruit our labor during the spring through summertime is going to show up for us in continuing to give gifts of abundance to us because this is the full moon in pisces pisces ruling the last month of winter and now in when we go to winter that forms the new moon in pisces so then it forms a new cycle so paying close attention to how fertile and fruitful this lunation could be and the only thing that i see is mars forming a applying square to both the sun and the moon but nothing too big. Mars is actually pretty far from an exact square. And so is the moon. So it's an applying one because the moon actually formed a square with Mars due to her speed prior. But Mars hasn't formed that square to the sun. And this can be that we're... Um, we can run out of resources if we're not looking at our options. We could also deplete our resources 
because we are spreading too much. So it's all about harmonizing and balancing so like that we can survive through those times, through that winter period. Um, and this is bringing us like fall through winter, right? Like just like how the abundance period is spring through summer. So it's quite interesting, this lunation, because of the mix of aspects. But we pretty much have support. We have Mars providing some fire so we can have energy to act on our passions, ideas, or the work that we have to do. So it kind of vitalizes us. And whenever I see a Mars square sun aspect, even in natal charts, these people have tremendous amount of energy. And it's so much energy that it can tire everyone around them. Now, they can also be very brute and aggressive at times when they are fatigued because they fatigue in a different fashion. They fatigue in a way that they continue to output energy and then the quality of that energy becomes rude or aggressive, right? Because they're not necessarily taking rest. Remember, Mars takes rest by connecting to passion. How do we connect to passion? This is love that we make with another, right? So connecting to that. So if we make sure that the archetype of Mars can go out there and work really hard and train really hard, but then come home and relax and experience a whole different type of life at home where the, it retreats back to its sacred space, then we can then re-energize. So it's not a just about working, working, working. It's also about um, balancing the work life. But Mars Square, Mar, Mars Square, the sun really loves to work. Um, but if we give it an outlet to also show a lot of passion and that's one of the things that i feel is going to be harder to express because mars is making a square to venus as well so there might be some disconnect in how intimate or how sensible the mars and venus archetypes feel but remember that connecting this way can assist with stress relieving. It's just something that's not in the awareness while it's happening. So just make sure that if this is something that you feel where you want to connect more intimate with your partner and you're not seeing that that connection is there, be of service see what you can do through the archetype of venus and virgo and then also flirt and talk and stimulate the mind through the archetype of mars and i feel that's gonna assist in getting you know getting there and um remedying this this uh square and lastly mars is also forming that trine that i mentioned it's a separating trine to mercury but it's still again supportive so while mars and mercury are in a you know very close trine and 
Mercury being in mutual reception with Venus, we can definitely use words that stimulate the mind, some sort of aphrodisiac, right? So make sure that you are connecting to that if this is something that you feel will improve your mood and your state of mind, etc. Or do stuff that you love. Venus rules art, Mercury rules the hands, and Mars rules passion. So combining that, this is a great time that you can maybe compose music and like do it very quickly and rapidly get this tackled in a quick t- like a quick time frame or you can start drawing or painting or writing or whatever it is that's so all about creative output and mars is there to really stimulate you well thank you so much for being here and if you liked this forecast for the week don't forget to subscribe hit that notification bell comment below if you're catching this on the podcast i'd appreciate your review thank you thank you thank you and again always stay curious and ask what's in your stars thank you love and light see you next week